Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Welcome to Thrive Radio. I'm your host, Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Master Phil Ross. He's the founder of the Body Belt Method, the RKC Master Body Weight Specialist. He's a certified trainer, a college professor, and he's a ninth degree black belt. He has 40 years of experience as a competitor, trainer, coach, and instructor, and he is the author of Survival, Strong, and Ferocious Fitness. Master Phil, welcome to Thrive Radio again. Well, it's great to be back here, Amy. Thank you for having me. You know, it's a pleasure to be here with you. I, I love your work and I just love what you keep doing. Any way I can contribute, I will. Thank you so much. So well, you have been on quite a journey since the last time that we talked. Oh, yeah. A lot of exciting things happen. And mm-hmm. so one of them, you got to be a trainer on an upcoming TV show, Warrior Island. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Well, actually, I was selected. We're not filming it until August. Okay. So that's coming up. That's coming up. It's from a long time friend, the guy I did a lot of work with. His name is James Jefferson. Uh, he owns PPV Flicks. Okay. Uh, and he has his own you know, MMA show as well. All right. And he's uh, you know, in a New Jersey, Pennsylvania area. He's down you know, down South Jersey. And uh, we've done some work together you know, for the past like 20 years or so. And he said, listen, I want to get you on here. And what happened was kind of funny because I was filming, this was not last summer, but the summer before 2021, I was filming this short movie that I'm in. It's called M23 Cargo Mechanical. So I was filming that and I was talking to one of the guys operating the camera. And all of a sudden, you know, he, we were talking about martial arts, this, that, and the other thing. And James Jefferson came up and I'm like, get out of here. So on the way home from filming, I just hit James up. I hadn't talked to him in a little bit. And then we just reconnected. And one thing led to the next. And, you know, he's been wanting to do stuff with me for a while. But it's, you know, I've been wanting to do stuff with him too. Just, you know, just didn't match up, but now it, now it is. So we're pretty excited. This actually, it's a made for TV movie, kind of like reality based where we train the fighters, uh-huh. uh, two of us, and then they fight. And okay. hoping with the Tiki code, there's a story behind it and everything. It's, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Almost like the voice, but we're not competing with singing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it sounds like yeah, it'll be really. You don't want me to sing. It'd be no. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it'll be really interesting and fun to watch, though. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, I, I can't wait to do it. There's going to be some really big stars in it too. You know, Cynthia Rothrock, Don the Dragon Wilson. Looks like the Beast Dance Seven will be involved. You know, so we're gonna have some fun. It's gonna be a good oh. time. That'll be neat. Yeah. So keep us updated on that. So absolutely. Yeah. We can let everyone know. So mm-hmm. give us up to date a little bit on the body bell method program. How's that been going? Any updates on your program? And also I wanted to ask you with the body bell method, how do you determine which techniques to use for different individuals if they have different fitness goals? Okay. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Well, the program itself, it's a bodybuild method is based on my experience with kettlebells, body weight, and dynamic tension. And, you know, I developed the program a few years ago and put it into play. And I had the first seminar the weekend before COVID hit. So had a bunch of people get certified and then kind of fell to the wayside for a while. So I did two more since then. 
the only thing is that I don't have my place anymore. So now what I do is I go to the people's gyms and they contract with me for it. And it's pretty cool because they get a piece of the pie. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of people run seminars, say, well, pay me and I come. No, you know what? I give a piece of the earnings to the host facility. And the other cool things is that and this is really big, that the bodybuild method is certified with both ACE and NASM for continuing education credits. So yeah, if you're a personal trainer and you need to get your CEUs or CECs, depending upon the organization, you can go through my seminars. The cool thing about that, another cool thing about that too, is that every time they brought it up to like NCSC or, or one of the other ACSM or one of the other organizations, they always get accepted because I have everything's laid out and they see the methodology involved and uh, you know, there's a testing procedure as well. So it's uh, it's very comprehensive. So say, well, gosh, how do I know what to use for a certain person? What I do is I just kind of work backwards. And I see what their goals are. Mm-hmm. You know, so people want to go, if people want to get stronger and get larger, well, then, you know, we're going to do lower repetitions if they want to get more mobility when I'll focus on more of the mobility aspects. Like, you know, if you look at the clients that I have right now, I have one of them who's a division one athlete who's an all state defensive end for New Jersey, and he's going to be playing ball at Bucknell. So obviously he has a different set of goals than my 67 year old former executive who wants to, you know, shed some weight and be able to play golf. Exactly. And then you got everything in between, right? So yeah. Those are, you know, those are some of the things that we have to just kind of work backwards. You know, what's your goals? And here we have something to help you meet them. Yeah, I love that. You know, I have to tell you a joke is that I used to, I don't work out at like a regular gym because Mm -hmm. when I used to, I would go and I'd see these big dudes and they'd be lifting like a thousand pounds. And then I'd be looking at my one pound. (laughs) And thinking that like, I have to like, I like, I should be doing more. This is pathetic. And I'd feel like spurred on. And then I'd end up injuring myself. <laughs> you know, it's funny that I tell people, I go check the ego at the door. You know, when I had, when I had my gym or when I teach a seminar, I've had some really big dudes come in and then they see me whipping a kettlebell around and they think they're going to do that. It's their first time. I've had to actually literally jump and catch a 53 pound kettlebell that a guy is going to rip his arm off. Oh I mean, gosh. Oh, relax. <laughs> okay. <Let's, laughs> this is, you know, and, and you know, the guy, guy, you know, he's very well built, you know, wins bodybuilding contests, this, that, and the other thing, but that's, you know, that's not the point. There's a lot of technique involved. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't want to get hurt, but you should, you know, the thing is that when you got to look at like, say, well, gosh, were you intimidated by these guys or you think you had to catch up to them or what? like, like somehow I have to, like, I'm not pulling, you know, it's almost that feeling like I'm not pulling my weight. If I'm over, it's like, it's almost embarrassed. Like, you, you know, no, one, no, no one should ever be embarrassed. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Okay. And, and it's so funny because I used to run into that too. When people would come to the class, say, Oh gosh, I want people. They're going to be looking at me. But you know what? People, no one cares. Everyone's in their own hell. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's focused on, I got to lift these weights. Oh, we got it. I got to do three sets, 10 reps, each set. And they're focused on what they have to do. They don't care what the person next to them is doing. They really don't care. They just focus on, gosh, I got to get through my workout. I got to get my stuff done. So, you know, unless you're doing something very egregious, you know, I wouldn't worry about it. (laughs) Don't amp up the weight if I don't think I can lift it. (laughs) And you'll go, you know, 
let yourself progress slowly. Don't think you yeah. have to look. If you want to run a marathon, do you start by running 26 miles the first day? Do you start with a mile? Yeah, exactly. Start with the, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And I think, you know, I have a little bit of a competitive streak too. So if that's somebody, what it is too. yeah, that's usually how someone can motivate me. Let's compete. Let's see what, oh, okay. <laughs> it's it. Uh, hey, listen, whatever gets you moving. And yeah. you, know, you know, compete against yourself though. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, competing against some, you know, guy hoisting up a thousand pounds might be kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they could probably spin me on his finger. <laughs> oh, so funny. So let's talk a little bit about the fitness industry because yeah. it is constantly evolving and it's evolved even from the pandemic and just everything that has happened. Right. Yes. And uh, we were talking a little bit about a community that you started health as yes. well. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Health as well is a virtual interactive community outreach platform all based around health, wellness, fitness. You know, we have about 125 companies listed already. So we have doctors, we have therapists, we have fitness professionals, martial artists, we have nutritionists, you know, dentists, anything there. And actually what we just added, we just added insurance right now too. So there's going to be a, a way that people can use this platform to interact with others of like mindsets. And the thing is, we already have blogs, we have videos, we have chats, we have surveys that you can do. All this stuff is listed on the site. You know, the things that we're, we're reconfiguring the database right now. So people can't sign up for another couple of weeks or so, but definitely be on the lookout. And I'll be posting it up on my on my LinkedIn and my Facebook and everything. Say, hey, it's ready to sign up. We did have people sign up and then we wanted to change a bunch of things around the database got a new program. I don't know if you've ever dealt with this, but this is like our fourth programmer. <laughs> yeah. So. And well, and it always evolves, you know, you, you launch it, you get feedback and then you've got to move things around and yes. You know, yes. Yeah. There's phase one, two, three, phase 50. You know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think once we get this one done, we'll be good. And then we're also, you know, we're building out a vendor section. We have an agreement with Amazon already. So it's working out pretty good. I'm really looking forward to getting this out there because you know what? This can be a great place for people to go to to get a second opinion, find the best person in their area. Oh, we also have on this site virtual veterinary care. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So you can get your pet checked online. Oh, um, I like that. Yeah. And then we also have a, a, a section that's called G.I. Joe Vets, and it's all free services for any veteran. Oh, wow. That's really yeah. good, too. Yeah, we're hooking them up with everything that, you know, all the different, every service that we can give to them, anything we can provide for the vets, we're doing it. And so for the people that join the community that are not the service providers, you were saying that it's free for them. 100%. Yep. 100% free. So they can go cruise around. People can go on and check it out right now. It's just not, it's going to look a lot better. God, I just saw the new design. Yeah. It's, yeah. So we're retooling it, but I mean, like, it's okay right now, but gosh, the new graphics and everything, I'm just, I'm really stoked about it. It'll be really cool. I can't wait for people to see it and get on it, but they can go on there and look around. You can check it out. You can read blogs, see videos. We have uh, ACEs signed up for the uh, personal training certification. ACE, they're signed up as one of our guys. Yeah. Yeah. So they have, uh, they post up blogs and so forth there too. So it's a really nice place to get expert advice in the area of health. Yep. Yep. Hey, our goal is to help people live better longer. 
That's nice. Yeah. And so many people like there's so many aspects of health that like you're saying, it's difficult to find good practitioners. It's difficult to find people that, you know, that are educated in the area that you need. You can post testimonials. Again, that's not that's not quite there yet, but it will be. But the, the cool thing about it too is that you really can get to know the professional even before you, you speak with them because they can post their blogs and videos and you kind of get a feeling about them. Say, hey, you know, is this the one I want? Or no, nah, I don't think I like this, you know, this method. I'm going to go to somebody else. And you can do that. You can do your research right there on our site and you can interact with other people on there as well. That's really so, good. We do have the chat lines. Yeah, so definitely keep us up to date on that. That's oh, really yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, right? And yeah. I, there's nothing, I don't think there's anything out there like that right now. We also have education, too. I forgot about that one. Should, okay. Uh, as a professor, I should probably have. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll be exciting. Yeah, definitely keep us up to date. And I'll make Absolutely. sure that this podcast is updated with the link. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, so also, we know that you're a lifelong martial artist. Yes. Enthusiast. How do you stay motivated to continue to challenge yourself in your own training? And I mean, and this is huge because I mean, I think about the pandemic, my motivation, like, you know, no one's competed with me at all. (laughs) (laughs) If there was a competition, like I might've, but that's the only thing that I can get to really motivate me. Well, the thing right now is that, you know, I've had to shift gears because obviously I'm not competing anymore. You know, I'm 60 years old, so those those days of competition are behind me. Although I do get involved in a lot of shooting, though, like not running around the street shooting, but in shooting, you know, I go to these, these training seminars okay. and test ourselves out, and that's kind of fun. But as far as uh, keeping motivated, at this point in my career, I, most of my training I do is alone. And I just really just hone in on certain things, like I... I practice my kickboxing, my striking all the time. I practice my knife work and I have a regiment that I do. And I just always think in the back of my head, my motivation is that, hey, this is me. If I'm not doing this, I'm not me. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I've gotten to like a really different level. You know, again, I competed for a long, long time. I competed, you know, in many different disciplines from grappling to taekwondo to kickboxing to jujitsu, everything in between even weapons competitions. Now that the competition phase of my life is over, I'm just into the training. I look at it more like almost esoterically, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and then I also I help out my friend once a week at his jujitsu school. I help him out there. You know, and my thing is also now, I want to pass this information on. So I've worked many, many years at this. I mean, I've been doing the combat arts for almost 50 years or maybe more. And ever since I was a little kid. So, but I want to pass this knowledge on. Yeah. And, you know, the ha- helping people live better longer is something that I came up with a while ago. And it, it's not just about being in shape, but it's also being able to, to protect yourself. Yeah. Having the skill set, having that attitude about yourself. You know, this is these are the things that motivate me. It's I'm more focused on what my legacy is going to be. Yeah. I've accomplished everything that I'm going to do. Now I want to pass this on and let other people do it. This is one of the reasons I, you know, I've even written courses for the college I teach at because for how to become a personal trainer, how to grow your business and so forth. And I think that these lessons that I can give on to people who are coming up behind me is the best thing that I can do. Yeah. Yeah. Leaving that legacy. And you said something that, that stands out to me is that 
when you're doing your training, you're focused on a sport in a sense versus just lifting weights. Like it's, there's something that is tied to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like an end goal. Like look, yeah. I train, I think about, is it going to help me be a better fighter? You know, I'm not going to go and do training just for the sake of training. Yeah. But that's my mindset. You know, it's what works for me is I want to be able to be strong, quick and mobile. And so my training revolves around that. And I call that like useful strength. Yeah. I think that that's key because so many times we just try to like go do a workout, but there's no, there's nothing else connected to it. And just going through the motions is like, you know, yeah, you have to have something a little bit, a little bit deeper, I think. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, the things that, you know, we have so many things from the outside in, it's better to work from the inside out. And that's where my training comes from here and goes outward. And, you know, just think about even if you're working your body, it's the best way to do it too. You don't do your arms. You don't do things that will exhaust your arms before you do your chest. Right. Yeah. So you start from the inside out and I, I take it another step deeper. and I go from way inside, inside me. And then I let it branch out to my body. And that's, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I didn't always think like this. Believe me. You know. Yeah. It's, you evolve too. Yeah, it takes a yeah. while to evolve. Yeah. But yeah, I used to be just extremely not self-aware at all. I mean, mm-hmm. on any level, I had a lot of anxiety. I thought I just called it stress <laughs> yeah. and you know, just stress. And, you know, it's interesting now uh, I value the, and I would always work out and I mm-hmm. would like, you know, do different competitions or whatever it may be, sure. but I value it more from a, a mental health perspective because I realize now how they're connected. <sighs> You can't do one with the without the other. No, you know, and this I actually do. I do talks on that too about training for the mental health aspects. Is if you look at it right now, that is engulfing our society. Mm-hmm. Aspects of mental health. I mean, heck, and I, I I don't know if you want to go here or not, but we had a recent shooting again, mm-hmm. okay? and the one aspect that people keep ignoring is the fact that. Virtually every single person that's involved in any of these mass shootings has had deep-seated mental issues, and they're either on or coming off of the SSRIs. That's mm-hmm. the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Virtually everyone. And this woman that just shot these kids, shot up that school, there's no doubt because of what she was being treated for and then so forth. And then also the other mental aspects that are going on with that person, just add it fuel to the fire. We have a mental health crisis in this country right now. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. COVID didn't do anything to make it worse. And, you know, I feel bad for the for the group coming up. And, and I'll tell you, the best way to combat this is through training, getting involved in community, and bring it to the forefront. Because you, you just can't suppress this stuff. And without releasing the endorphins, you know, when you have a great workout, how do you feel? Yeah, you feel euphoric. Right? Yeah. And you accomplish something. You yeah. can't lay around. People need purpose. Human beings need purpose. They need to accomplish something. Okay? And giving them participation trophies is not going to help. That's <laughs> nothing. Okay? It doesn't do anything. Okay? It's just, it makes you feel like you did something. Well, you did. Okay? But it's truly accomplishing something. Like, listen, when you, I know you've gone through your rough times, as I have, and I, I get it. But when you accomplish something, after going through that, how does that feel when you persevere, when you make it through and you achieve it? Yeah. Doesn't that feel great? 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. No one can take that from you now. Now, if you have a group of people who are not being challenged like that, not being directed like that to to be their best, right, to take on tasks and give them the tools to accomplish these tasks and just being said, okay, oh, you feel that way? That's okay. It's acceptable. Oh, you feel that way? That way is acceptable. Well, you know, not everything's acceptable. Yes. Not everything is okay, right? Yeah. It can't be. So we have to, society, you know, have our guts and say some of this stuff is just not right. And we have to right this ship. And I'll tell you, one of, the, one of the things is physically active people are going to be better adjusted mentally. Yeah. I mean, oh, we've seen this time and time again. There's, again, the mental health issue is not something that is an easy puzzle to solve. But mm-hmm. I, I think that a lot of the ways we're going about it is, are not the right way. And obviously they're not because look at the rise in mental health issues. Yeah. Yeah. And there has to be an outlet. You know, if people are dealing with being in like a state of fight or flight, for example, the something happens to them, like they experienced, they maybe it was even one of the kids experienced that shooting. Well, now they don't know what to do with that. It's suppressed. And and that's trauma now that they need to process or it'll ruin their, their future. Right. Yeah. And there's nobody there that's dealing with that type of stuff that, okay, let's walk through this. Let's process it together. Let's think about it. Let's help you get through this mentally. And then, you know, having an outlet like working out or going and doing some sort of physical thing, it lets you to get your frustrations and emotions out and process them. Yeah. 100%. And uh, there are, there are untold stories, tons of people who have used their training to keep them sound and keep them out of trouble. Yeah. So I know I'm one of them. (laughs) And a lot of my friends are also in that group that, you know, one of the ways that we stayed out of trouble was by working out, yeah. was by doing our sports, was by getting ready for a competition. You know, it has it has a value and it has a goal. And again, humans need to be productive. That's why, how often do you hear about a person who retires, right? They're working their whole life, they retire, they do nothing, they drop dead in six months. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, you know, and they think they're going to live life now. And then it's like no more purpose left. Right. No more purpose. Yeah. I mean, you need a purpose in life. I mean, I I don't think I'll ever 100 percent retire. Yeah. Yeah. I just. uh, A, I feel like I got more to give. B, I don't want to be unproductive. Yeah. I've often thought about that, too. I don't know. You know, what what would you do? Like, (laughs) you know, like that you'd be fine for a week and then you get. I know. I I would get bored. Uh, look, I love to go fishing. That's like my relaxation thing I like to do. But after like two hours, I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I talked to a guy who was a real successful real estate guy, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, he was single and mm-hmm. retiring. He was right in the process of retiring. And we, I was chatting with him because, you know, he loves golf. Mm-hmm. But he was like uh, struggling because for that same reason. Because he's like, I can't play golf every single day. I'm like, I could, but even then I'm going to get bored. Yeah. yeah. You See, know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, look, communities survive. Civilization survives because people have input. If we're not putting into society, we're not putting it. We have no purpose. We're, human beings are social animals and everyone has to contribute. 
if you're not contributing, you don't feel useful. Yeah. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of, a lot of problems come from that too. Even if you look at people in the workplace, right. You know, people would rather get acknowledgement than just keep getting, you know, money. I mean, not, not that they don't want money and that's not a big, not a big factor, but the thing is they, they need to get that acknowledgement. They need to feel like they're appreciated. They need to feel like they have purpose. I, mean, I know people who have had jobs and made a lot of money and they hated it because mm-hmm. they didn't feel like they were appreciated. They didn't feel like they were, you know, doing yeah. something worthwhile. I mean, look, I was in corporate America. I mean, I, I did okay. I was, a, I was in sales for 19 years and my last job, I was like, that's really heavy hitting accounts so forth. But, you know, honestly, I still, it was like, okay, you know, what am I really doing? Mm-hmm. You know, does it, is, is it making me full in size and making me happy? Do I really feel like I'm, you know, accomplishing something here other than just, you know, getting a nice paycheck? Yeah. You start to ask yourself that. I mean, I, I did the same and you get a nice cushy paycheck and everything, but yeah, there's the recognition. And mm-hmm. usually if you're a high performer, you don't get a whole lot of recognition. No, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of pass on the back. It's the ones, the stragglers. Oh, Joe did so great this week because he yeah, actually did yeah. his job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you see a lot of that, but yeah, I would start to feel like, uh, like I was in a prison of some sort, like mm-hmm. I was selling my soul. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And it really didn't matter what the organization stood for, because at the end of the day, the work I was doing had nothing to do with the ultimate goal. It had to do with mm-hmm. pushing papers, you know? Yeah. 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 So yeah, you do have to really ask yourself. And I think for everybody, it's different. I'm such a passionate problem solver and I love to look at futuristic and ideas. That's yeah. my thing. And yeah. I, in the corporate world, I drive people nuts because I'm like, oh, look at this cool X, Y, Z. Nobody cares, you know? Mm-hmm. But when I meet with somebody doing their marketing strategy, I'm like, look at all these cool ideas you could do. Yeah. And then yeah. that point they want it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then try to get something done in the corporate. Yeah. And then let's, oh it, let's yeah, then now let's have a strategy. Yeah. So yeah. I think the problem solving is for me is huge and being able to innovate but the minute somebody says, okay, now I want you to track, I don't know, go into a project management system and start entering things. That's like my, pri- that'd be a hell for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I'll do it, but I'm too much of a visionary and problem solver to be making sure that every little that last thing is in the project management system. <laughs> hey, I agree with you hundred percent. Look, there's a job, there's a problem, there's an issue. Let's take care of it. Let's get it done and move on. Yeah. Yeah. Of, oh, we have to do this. Oh, go here. I mean, something got me out of got me out of the corporate America was the the trade center. So that's my office was in Tower Two. So, oh wow. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm one of those. I'm one of the survivors. So wow, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, it definitely changed my outlook. I got in six month period. I got separated, and my building got blown up. So yeah, it made me question a lot of stuff and say, why am I still here? What's going on? So yeah. And let me ask you a question about that, just from the perspective, and I'm sure that you may have, just because of your background, you may have had a lot of different life, close to life, death experiences. Yeah. <laughs> Long term, like, like I know that short term, we look at those things and it shakes you up and you start to think about things from a deeper level. Uh, but long-term, what are some of the things that you have resolved to come to a resolve about that you've learned from the 9-11 experience? Yeah. What is like one of your truths? Well, uh, you know, I had a few epiphanies. I said, well, 
I'm spared for a reason. God wanted me around for a reason. So what is my true passion? Where do I excel? What do I do best? So I had my gym part-time and I said, well, this is the thing I love the most and probably not giving it a fair shot by just doing it part-time. But I kind of didn't have a choice though because my job went away. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and then the market took a nosedive in and uh, there were... Other opportunities, but they were not very good. I would just make more money doing what I was doing, so the money wasn't the factor anymore. So I said, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go full tilt with this, and then that just inspired me to just keep accomplishing things with my videos, my books, all those things. I just started doing them because I said, listen, I'm here for a reason. Let's get it out there. And as a, um, as a martial artist, I just wanted to become better and more complete. So what I did was I looked at what I, what the trends were. And even though it wasn't easy, like when you're in your 40s and you start doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it's not easy, you know, but I wound up getting my black belt in BJJ as well. And then, and then I, I went, I realized my, that my body couldn't continue at the pace I was going at because I was literally teaching like 40 hours of class a week. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a lot, you know, kettlebells, Jiu-Jitsu, kickboxing, all that. And I went back to school and I got my master's in health and sports sciences. And that's when I became a college professor, which actually wound up being one of the smartest moves I ever did. <laughs> so you know, I had to look back. So, well, how can I give more? Well, the thing is now I'm teaching kids at a community college. I, I'm booked with class. I, mean, I, I teach eight classes. Mm-hmm. And would these kids ever get to work with someone like me if I wasn't doing that job? Yeah. They, they, couldn't afford, they couldn't afford to take lessons from me. Yeah. No, so, but you know what? They can learn from me. I can help them. I can help them achieve. And I still maintain relationships with them. I've been there seven years now. And this is my seventh year. And I've maintained these relationships with them. Sometimes they still hit me up. They'll throw me a note once in a while. You know, it's kind of cool. That, it, it sounds really rewarding. And I think you hit on a couple of things of just that constant growth. Yes. And expanding. Yep. And the other thing that I learned too, is that there's only one thing in life you can really control how you react <laughs> to things that happen. Yeah. I mean, other than, of course, you know, your own destiny, your own plan, but still things happen. Yeah. You only can control how you react to it. Somebody comes driving a car straight at you. Well, look, you can't control what that person's doing. You're in a relationship with someone and they break up with you or whatever. You can't control that. Right. Yeah. Some, Whatever happens, you can only, you can only do, you can only, your reaction is the only thing you have control over, nothing else. So that's, that's a big takeaway that, that I've that had. That is. And then, I mean, and that's big to master as well, right? It's not as easy as you think it is. Okay. It's, it sounds very simple, but hey, you know, human beings love to kind of control stuff. You, know, <laughs> you look at it like, you know, like you see a little animal. Oh God, I want that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. I'm going to name it. No, no, you just, you just enjoy it where it's at and leave it there, which is a very hard thing for us to do. Yeah. Yeah. So true. But, uh, yeah. So we have to learn to let go of stuff and, and kind of let things grow organically. That's not to say that you don't cultivate them mm-hmm. and that, you know, put effort in, you put maximum effort in, you know, that's not the point. The point I'm, I'm making is that there are things that are, that are happening out of your control and how you react to it. And look, it's like jujitsu. So I look at, right, you're rolling with somebody. I don't know how much you know about jujitsu, but if you're rolling with somebody, you can't force submissions on them. 
you have to get your position and then you secure your submission. So you have to kind of roll with it and things happen. You're on the bottom, you're on the top, you're on the side, and something pops up, you keep pressure on and something comes up and you take advantage of it and then you get your win. So life's kind of like the, the same way. You keep working, keep working, keep moving, keep evolving, keep changing positions, keep shifting, and, and then you best to come out on top. But uh, sometimes you have to roll with things. Yeah, definitely. That's a really good analogy. A really good analogy. And yeah, I absolutely agree. I run into so many people that will say to me, you're so strong because like I've overcome X, Y, Z or walked through what X, Y, Z. And it's like, I did that. I walked through that and I transformed myself because I was weak and I was beat up and I was, it was time for a change. Yes. You know, you could sit there and be a victim your whole life or you could actually. Oh, Yeah, that's, I mean, responsibility be like, it's my responsibility. Right, right. People embrace this victimhood garbage and it just nauseates me. Uh, You know, you can sit there, any one of us could be a victim of something. Mm -hmm. Any one of us, it's whether you choose to embrace it or not. I mean, I I like taking, look, I'll take that negative energy and I'll turn it to something positive. And that's, that's one thing that you look at how the eagle, the eagle soars, right? Because of negative energy from the wind that keeps it lofted so you know just look at what's going to propel you and take whatever energy that's given you and do something with it turn it it's another thing that jujitsu martial arts teach you right someone throws a punch at you right you evade it someone grabs you tries to take you down you throw them right you're taking that energy and using it their negative energy toward you and you're using it in a positive fashion that's going to work out to your advantage so that's one of the things that that people have to learn to do yeah yeah, but this victim stuff, though, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, it's true. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's like, all right, listen, I don't know, okay. Sometimes life is just rough and you just deal with it. And that's what makes the good times so much better. Yeah. So, yeah times stink. And you're like, damn, I got through that. It's pretty good right now, right? Enjoy. That's another thing, too, that I learned to do. And I, I, is I learned to enjoy whatever spot I was in my life. Which was kind of cool. And that wasn't something that's something I did until I was in my late 30s. Just really sit back and kind of embrace where I was in life. You know, I think if people do that sooner, I think that they'll enjoy themselves better. Yeah. And I think that goal being goal oriented is bad, but you know, I used to be just that was the only thing that was yeah. in my life, just what I was gonna achieve next, what mountain I was, you know, and I think we mm-hmm. all kind of go through that to that through that to a degree. But I think that finally, when I let go of that into, like you were saying, of being able just to enjoy the moment in the present mm-hmm. and being yeah. present, that changed my life. From then, it was, you know, I didn't, there was not an, another, I didn't come up with as many things I was going to go after. Mm-hmm. And it was more like, I just want to be on the porch with my dog, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that was the joy of my day. I just want to hang out with my dog. And it's interesting when you get to that point. And yeah. you're, I think it, it's empowering for you to be able yes. to do other things. Liberating, liberating, empowering, however you want to term it. You know, that's, I, I just felt that it enabled me. What also enabled me to do too was to focus on the process, not just the goal, doing yeah. more of the subjective as opposed to the objective. So, yeah. yeah so, you know, and I, so, but you have control over that process because you're the one doing it. Look, you don't have a control over if you get that job or not, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have control over if you win that race or not, right? 
Maybe someone's faster. Right? Maybe you get hurt that day. Maybe you don't feel great. Who knows? But you have control over the process. Mm-hmm. And that's where we have to learn to live is in that process because that process makes us better and makes us better prepared to achieve other goals too. Yeah, definitely. So there's the two ways that you can approach fitness. Now you could be doing mm-hmm. fitness at home mm-hmm. uh, by yourself. Some people prefer that being at, gym, at the gym, mm-hmm. but what do you think as far as the benefits that the kettlebell from at home, what are some of the benefits if people don't have access to workout equipment because sure. maybe they don't have access to a gym mm-hmm. and what are some of the benefits of taking this on? Well, one of the things, the cool thing about the kettlebells, they don't take up much space. Okay. And, you know, someone with, if they want to just use singles or if they want to use some doubles, if they have eight kettlebells of different sizes, like eight pair, I'm sorry, four pair, give you eight kettlebells, you can stay fit for life easily with that. And I actually have a program that's on, I have 150 workouts on Patreon right now. I just launched that Patreon channel. Yeah, so it's like 10 bucks a month and you have full access to tons of workouts. There's also self-defense and martial arts there too. So there's a whole ton of workouts on it and more are getting uploaded. I might Um, try it. Yeah, (laughs) it's awesome. The only thing thing negative about the kettlebell is that you have to know what you're doing. So pay attention because I have educational aspects on that as well. It's called the secrets of the kettlebell. Uh-huh. So teach you how to do the swings correctly, the rows. The yeah, so you don't throw your back out or something. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I mean, I want to pay attention to the cues that are given. There's education on over 100 different movements. So wow. it's really definitely worth the 10 bucks a month. And it's yeah. on Patreon. You can find it on my philross.com okay. uh, channel. Or you can go to, I think it's Master Phil Ross at Patreon. But uh, yeah, that's uh, you're working out at home. It's great. The thing here's a problem that people have though. I'm giving the pitfalls is that oh, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Do it later. No, schedule the time. Take out your Google Calendar. Most people use that. I do. I live by that thing, and I put in my time to work out. You, you. That's an appointment. That's your appointment, and you have to meet it. That when you do that and you stay consistent with it, it's going to help you. Yeah, help you a lot. And the other thing too is that some people do a mix of both. Well, they'll do some video training and then they'll go to a gym because they like going to the gym, maybe use some different things. But I'll tell you, honestly, if you got a jump rope, a stick, a dowel, staff, and four different size kettlebells, you're good to go. You're good to go. I mean, these are some of the things that we use for when we're training special forces. Mm-hmm. We just use a limited amount of kettlebells and so forth because they only have X amount of stuff that they can bring into the field, right, when they're in theater. So, you know, they can't bring a whole gym with them, right? Yeah. But you can bring some suspension training and kettlebells and you're all set. You got everything you need right there. So how do you adapt some of your training methods? Because obviously it's really intense if you're working with special forces, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty (laughs) intense. Pretty intense. Yeah, what we do is, you know, we ramp it up. You know, the thing is that. You know, you're not looking for that one lift. You're looking for more of a muscular endurance and mobility. You know, of course, obviously the strength factor comes in and you're slinging around a, you know, a 60 pound kettlebell. You're going to get strong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we have to have it fast. Right. Mm-hmm. And comprehensive. So we have to have complete body workouts and we have to encompass everything. What are we encompassing? 
We need mobility, flexibility, right? We need our cardiovascular component as well. Mm-hmm. We need our muscular endurance, explosive strength, and regular, good old regular strength, right? The one-shot deal. And all those can get developed with our, with our programs. And they really seem to like it. Now, again, I've trained all the, pretty much all the different segments of the special force at one point or another, or at least some of the leaders of them. I primarily train the leaders other than the, uh, you know, the regular soldiers, just because yeah. they go and they train them then. Like I, I'm primarily at this point in my life, I train trainers. I don't really train the reg- regular people just working out. Even though yeah. I do have some of my personals, but as far as my seminars go, it's mostly to train trainers. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So what advice would you give to individuals that are interested in pursuing a career in fitness and or in self-defense and maybe even through one of your programs? Call me up. <laughs> the thing is, get good at something. Get really good at something and know the ins and outs of it. And then get some good certifications, get some good alliances, especially if you're a beginner. One wanting to get into this field. It's a great field. It's very rewarding, but it's very tough. Yeah. So be ready for long hours. But uh, hey, you know what, though? It doesn't matter because if you love your job like that, you never work a day in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your expertise. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. And if there's people that are listening that would love to contact you or work with you, what's the best way to contact? Obviously, I'm going to put all of your links down below. But is there one specific way to reach out to you? Yeah, if they go to philross.com, they can get me. You can hit me up on LinkedIn too. Um, my name is on LinkedIn as well as Body Bell Method. And uh, then on Facebook, Master Phil Industries. Those are probably the best ways. Twitter is not a great way to get me because, you know, people just go onto Twitter to fight with each other. So, <laughs> yeah, a lot of the social media <laughs> networks like that. That's where a lot of sparring takes place. It's so funny. I just, I love the entertainment aspect of it. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So thank you so much for coming on today. And yeah, definitely keep us up to date on program that you're about to go on. I'm excited to see all that. That'll be a lot of fun. I'll let you know. Yeah, I'll let you know about health as well and Warrior Island. I'll I'll, I'll hit you up. Yeah, definitely. If you're listening, you want more information about this podcast and upcoming shows, you can visit a call to thrive.com. Thank you, everyone, and have a wonderful week.